All right, and welcome on my next guest, four-time NFL Pro Bowl linebacker, Ken Harvey. Ken, how's everything going for you? Everything's going well. Everything's going well. Crazy, crazy world we're, yeah. we're in right now, but, uh, you know, things are going well. What have you been doing with all your added free time? You know what? I I, uh, I write, or at least... Oh, cool. I've been writing, so uh, I've, I've written a bunch of uh, children's books. I'm writing a new one now. Oh, cool. Uh, some, some screenplays and, uh, you know, just trying to occupy some time yeah how did you get into that that's really interesting uh, you know what uh, a long time ago and, and uh, you know a lot of people have heard this story but a long time ago when i was playing football uh i, I wrote a story for my boys a children's book oh cool and the art the artist was terry cruz really uh, yeah who that's awesome the same team as me and that's so awesome. uh, he did all the artwork we put together a book and and that was kind of the start of me writing books uh and then from there it's just kind of you know see what you can do and that's so, awesome like, just doing different things. It's kind of just like setting the standard for other parents that can't write. They're like, hey, like, so. <laughs> you know, it's, it is, it's, it's not so much like, I think for me it's, and for everybody, it's every, every parent can write a book. And yeah. if it's just for your child, the child, was, the child wants more than anything that you spend the time with them. Reading. Definitely. And, Definitely. That, and that's kind of the big thing. The book, uh, you know, it's kind of sad in a way, but the book actually started because, uh, you know, my two boys, when they were six and four, uh, the oldest was asking about, uh, you know, all these, all these questions about how to get his skin light and all of this stuff. And I was like, why? And he's like, you know, there's a contest on TV. And if you win, you get to be one of the characters, but there were no brown characters. Mm. And so for me as a parent, you know, I just wanted my, 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 my kids to see themselves as a character in a book, but I wanted any other kid to see mm. themselves as the same character. So the, yeah. sim- the story's simple. Every kid plays hide and seek, yeah. you know. But the, it was my kids in the picture. So my kids would see themselves, but any other kid would say, that's me playing hide and seek. And that was kind of the goal of the story. That's interesting. That's really, that's really interesting. And then, so what have been your response to, for all the, with all the craziness of the pandemic that's going on, the only thing that's really given me hope over these past few months is all of the people kind of speaking out. What have you been your, what, of everything? Of, I, I, although I love seeing everything in every city, I, I want to see change in Congress and in DC where we can make instrumental changes because a lot of people for talk, a lot of people's talk is cheap and you can, you can change right. a lot of names that we need. We need some real progress to start and it's going to be a long process, but how, what have you been seeing that's been giving you hope? Well, you know, it is. I actually, uh, I'm a co-captain of this congressional football game. So we oh, cool. have about 30 Congress members who play against the Capitol Hill police on, 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 on a, foo- a game of flag football. Oh, cool. It's Democrats and Republicans on the same team. So there is hope that they're talking to each other and that they're communicating with each other. And I think ultimately uh, out here, is, it's, it's more, it is good to see people yeah. uh, uh, standing up yeah. and people making a difference. I think collectively, we know you got to identify what the issues yes. are and how you how you can make some changes. Yeah. It's been going on for so long; it's not going to just change yeah. automatically, yeah. but it's baby steps. And I yeah. think uh, this is everything's been kind of brought to light. But I also think that there's uh, people, groups, different people who who are trying to breed discourse to try to say, you know, yeah. put one person on one side, one person on the other side, yeah. and let them fight. So I think the object is, at least on my side, is. How can we bring people together? How can we get them to communicate with yep. each other without shouting at each other? Yep. And and how can we get them to listen? And so, yeah. uh, you know, that makes a difference. But it's cool to see yeah. uh, young people out yeah. there, young and old, uh, yeah. out there uh, making a difference. Because I think yeah. the reality, I know I'm talking a lot, but I think the reality is that, you know, it, there are a lot of good people in the world, yeah. uh, more than the, more than the, probably the bad people. Yeah. people. 
and uh, you know they have a voice, and so we yeah. just need to use that power in their voice. Yeah, I, what I keep saying is, you keep saying the country is divided, but the people that are divided is a very select few, and the overarching majority, they're blowing them out of the water. And I like, and people always say, "Oh, I don't have a voice. I can never do anything." You're seeing that. You're seeing change. Well, slowly but surely is happening. And the biggest change we can do is by everybody voting in, in the right. coming months. And I think that's just just we just got to get started now. No doubt, there, there's there's a there's a freedom that we have and the right yeah. to vote to vote. Use yeah. that use that because at the end, if you look back, you can't say that I didn't I you know I didn't vote so I, I but I'm mad about everything. You yeah. got to you know you got to yeah. be the one out there doing something. Now Kanye West is running for president. I'm like, <laughs> and well, you I, know that the sad thing is that that's that's where the presidency has become. It's yep. become a farce, right? It's become yeah. a, anybody can run with it with any agenda and. There used to be a, a level of respect for that office. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's shaken. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, we'll see. Yeah. As long as maybe I don't know if you have like presidential mixtapes, like every inauguration. I don't know. I don't. Know. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to think about. It. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, um, so, so starting with your your football career. So, um, you didn't really have a traditional path in the NFL career. So what, what was your high school experience like? So, so for me, like you said, it wasn't traditional. I, I had actually dropped out of high school uh, my, my senior year. Took six months off, ended up going back, but but you couldn't play, you know, because I dropped you, out. And so I think it was my senior year. I'm, you know, it was a long time ago. Yeah. But because of that, couldn't play my senior high school football. You 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 know, I'm trying to figure out how can I get to college because after I dropped out, you got you got a for me it was six months of uh, loneliness, doubt, uh, depression. Yeah. Um, you know, just to the point of uh, you know, I told people I was I tried to take my life, it didn't mm -hmm. work. Uh, you get to the point where you just realize, you know, you're so low. And for me, that's my own personal story was that, yeah. you know, I cried out to God for me. And it felt like God said, you had a purpose and you had a destiny. And sometimes you just need those words. You know, you're supposed to do yeah. something and you have a place in life. And so with that, went back to school, uh, didn't play my heights my senior year. Met a guy in a gym who told me about a junior college in Oakland, California. Oh, cool. Me and another guy saved up a bunch of money. A bunch, a little money, saved us some money. First flight ever out, outside of the state. Oh, wow. And, uh, end up going to this junior college in Oakland, California, who doesn't pay for anything. They, you know, they're like, we'll, we'll, we'll try to help you and point you in the right direction. But we played there for two years and then got a scholarship to the University of California, Berkeley. That's awesome. Which, you know, you got one of the top schools from a dropout in high school. And then to get drafted, uh, 12th pick in the first round was, was pretty amazing, right? So, yeah. You know, there, there is something to that God story. <laughs> and then, and then, and then going back to Cal, so what, what, what did you put? What was it like? Did you have a, did you have NFL aspirations in high school? And then from when going to junior college to Cal, when did you really put it together? And then when did the NFL really become a reality? Good question. It, it wasn't. Uh, my goal was to was to go to school, go to college, yeah. to primarily prove to everybody that I wasn't dumb. Yeah. You know, people people think once you drop out of school or people who don't do well in school, you're dumb. Yeah. And it's not necessarily always the reason. Yeah, Cal Berkeley diploma really says otherwise. Right. right? <laughs> and, and so uh and so for me it was um it was it was going from the Oakland, California, you know, Laney Junior College to Berkeley. And Berkeley, the reason I went to Berkeley is because there was another great player, a guy yeah. named Hardy Nickerson. Yeah. And, and Hardy Nickerson, it would have been his senior year in my junior year. And so I figured if all the scouts were looking at him, they would have to look at me because we both played linebacker position. Yeah. And so that, my girlfriend, who's been my wife for 31 oh, cool. years, awesome. uh, was there also. And so all that kind of led to me staying and going to the University of California, Berkeley. And so, uh, you know, it was, it was an experience 
of, of kind of feeling like, you know what, anything is possible. And that's kind of what I try to preach. Uh, you know, sometimes I got to hear it for myself, but anything's possible. You know, you just, you just don't know, but there are some principles that you have to apply. Let well, me look at you. You're doing this podcast. Man. <laughs> Who would have thought, right? But yeah. we're, we're doing stuff. Yeah. Now it's, uh, I figured like I've been doing this like basically most of the pandemic, but I've been doing it after because I feel like I already, all this added free time, this thing, this whole pandemic giving people an excuse to do nothing. But for some people, you can't do nothing. I'm gonna be, I'd go crazy if I'm just sitting around right. doing nothing all right. day. I'm like, but you got to go, I can go, you can't go to the grocery store every day. Can't do, what else are you going to do? You can, you can exercise, you can watch TV, nothing new coming on, there's no sports coming on. I'm watching Korean baseball at one o'clock in the morning. It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah, no, but yeah. You know, so. But the good thing is, it's like during this time, a lot yeah. of people, like you say, do nothing. Yep. Some people see it as opportunity. Yes. You take advantage of it. And that's the key. Yeah. It's like, and then they'll look back at you in, in a few years and say, man, this guy was lucky. Yeah. And it's not lucky, it's taking advantage of that yeah. opportunity. Absolutely. And so at what point did the NFL become not more, more of a real reality than a possibility? So toward, in my senior year, senior year at Cal, uh, we had some postseason games. So our first game, our last game, but it's the last game of the season, we went to Japan and played oh, cool. uh, against Washington State. And I was the most valuable defensive player there. Then I had a postseason uh, game. It was East-West Shrine game. I was most valuable defensive player there. Cool. I went to the Senior Bowl, most valuable defensive player there. So I was like, you know what? There may be something yeah. to this, right? And so I was thinking, you know, maybe fifth, you know, everybody's saying fifth round, you know, something like that. Uh, but then that year, they happened to be taking linebackers. The first uh, pick in the draft was a linebacker, Andre Bruce. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it just all lined up for me to get drafted. And uh, Phoenix never talked to me. I never knew that they were interested in me. And all of a sudden, I don't know where you get this phone call and say, hey, Kim, you, know, you want to be a Cardinal? I'm like, okay. And then you go to Phoenix. They had just moved from St. Louis. So I'm the original Phoenix Cardinal, Arizona. <laughs> Nobody knew who we were. So we had about, we playing at ASU Stadium. We had about 25,000 fans. You know, nobody knew who we were. Nobody cared who we were. But that was, you know, I was in the NFL. I was in the pros. What are you guys, a peewee team? Oh, no, oh, you're playing here? Oh, okay. No, no, it's, Basically, yeah, right. They thought we were a baseball team. St. Louis Cardinals? You baseball? I, like, dude, football. Speaking of that, I can't imagine being in a city like with you have two of the same teams with the same name, different sports. Like, you go to the wrong game. How many people went to the wrong game thinking, like, oh, I'm going to see football, I'm going to see football, and you ended up in the, in the bleachers? <laughs> I'm, it, it, I mean, it's probably crazy, but, you know, look, it, yeah. people, people find, they, you know, you find your players. <laughs> all them religiously it's, yeah it's good. So you said they they never contacted so what was your what was your draft process like if they never contacted you you just kind of found out when they took you so yeah so originally i had uh, you know a couple of teams will will say that they're interested uh i went to new york uh bill parcells was there uh and he sat me down he's looking at me and he's like you know we we, we like you but you're you're not you're, you're too small to be one of our linebackers. You, we see you more as a third down cover guy uh, because you're not that you're not you're not as big. We got big guys. And I was yeah. like, you know, I was sitting in the meeting smiling. I was so pissed off. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna show you. And so uh, and so that was a team that 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 talked to me. And you had a few other teams that seemed like they were interested. But you know, that's the luck of the draw. You don't yeah. know who's uh, who was who's gonna be the team. I was praying it wasn't someplace cold. I, 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 I hate cold weather. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I got exactly the opposite. Yeah, there were some hot times in uh, Arizona. That's interesting. And then, so what was your first? Have you ever been there? Or what was your first experience like when you finally went and joined the team? No, it was it was there. But for me, I was I was I was deadly focused. I mean, for me, coming out of Cal, <clears throat> I wanted. No one knew who I was. Everybody was kind of like shocked. Like, well, who is this guy? You know. 
And so for me, in my mind said, it was like, I want to prove to everybody that I belong on this team, that they got a bargain getting me. So that was kind of the attitude. But when I got there, uh, the Cardinals, they were kind of like the same way. They were like, well, you know, you're not really big enough to be one of our linebackers or pass rushers. So we're looking at trying to make you a third down cover guy. I was horrible. I mean, guys were just juking me. I mean, I was bad. So in my mind, in practice, every day I would tell the coach, let me go up against your lineman. Let me go up against your big lineman. Let me pass rush. Let me pass rush. And my mindset was I will destroy them every single <laughs> time so that there was no doubt that I was a pass rusher. So ultimately I ended up becoming a pass rusher. What, what were the media saying about you getting drafted there? I, you know, it's um, just it was it was just kind of like it was an unknown. You know, it was, it was who is this guy that, that they waste a pick on him? You know, we don't know anything about him. He came out of out of Cal. Cal's not a powerhouse school for football. You know, who he's a junior college guy. You know, no one knows who he is. And so it's kind of that big question mark, uh, you know, and, and not rightfully so. But but you go out and you try to prove yourself and play as hard as possible. And then at the end, the results were that people saw I had a passion for the game. And, and that's you know, I just tried to play hard and be the best that I could be. And, and obviously there were great players and coaches that helped me along the way. So, you know, it wasn't me. It was yeah. a lot of everybody else. And then from, from, from them letting you play linebacker, I think that's a kind of translatable to like people in life that really want to kind of do something. And maybe people are saying, oh, you're not the right person. How did you convince yeah. them, hey, once you let me do this, you're not going to want me to stop? Well, so, you know, sometimes you have to take on that big task that everyone's saying you don't belong. Yeah. You know, you, you're, you're not that person. Oh, you can never uh, be a chef. You can never be this or that. And, yeah. and so sometimes you got to take it head on and dominate it and go with a resiliency saying, I will show you this is why I belong. But you have to believe in your own mind and not listen to what anyone else is saying because the world, most people are going to try to stop you, bring you down, uh, you know, t- tell you, well, you're not good enough. And they can have good intentions, but they're just going to, they don't see the vision like you see it. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, a lot of times for people in life in general, just you got to attack it and you got to believe in it and you got to give it 100%. And at the day, at the end of the day, even if you don't succeed, right, you know yeah. you did the best you yeah, could. You learned something from it. Yeah. I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a little link, a thing I do on LinkedIn. It's called oh, cool. Life Lessons from the Gym. Oh, cool. And, and so I try to use analogies like that. And so, you know, you, you have a, like, life lesson, life lesson from the gym would be, you know, the first life lesson from the gym is you got to walk into the gym. Yeah. Uh, because you can say you want to lose weight. You can talk about it. You can do whatever yeah. you want. But the hardest thing, Sometimes it's taking that first step, and yeah. then you apply that life lesson to, to, to life, right? Absolutely. First thing in life is you've got to take that first step to do anything. And so, uh, you know, just try to have some fun with it. Do you remember the first time they gave you the opportunity to say, okay, we're going to see what you can do? I, I don't remember exactly. I do remember uh, lining up against their linemen, offensive linemen. It's, it's you know, a team drill. And them looking at me saying, okay, well, we're going to let you pass rush. And I destroyed them, you know. <laughs> Go, you know, he couldn't handle the speed. And everybody's like, oh, line up, do it again, do it again. Like, they couldn't believe it. Oh, do it again. And you do it again. And they're like, oh. And so after a while, they're like, well, well, well maybe we have something here. And Maybe, and was, maybe. Yeah. And, and now you're kind of like, okay, well, <laughs> here you go. I've been trying to tell you that, but sometimes talk is cheap, and you got to actually go out and prove it. And then so I have a question. So what was instrumental to help you in your rookie season that maybe some of these guys now don't know they're going to need to do to kind of get to that next step or maybe could help somebody else? Well, you know, obviously a lot of people talk about mentors, right? Uh, there, there was another guy, there was a guy named Anthony Bell. He was a linebacker. 
and um, you know, I was getting destroyed by the tight end, you know, when, just lining up. Cause I, I really hadn't played over a tight end before, not like the way they wanted me to play. Yeah. And he just, you know, it was small adjustments. He had me change my feet from this way to this way, mm. made 100% of difference. So mentorship, you know, get guys or people around you that know more than you do, yeah. that care about you. Hard work. Uh, I always tell people there are three things that will make you great in football. You can either be an athlete, right, and then you got to learn how to maximize your athletic ability, which means if you go to the gym, you got to push yourself harder than anybody else will push you. You got to be strong. You got to use that ability to maximize it. Two, you can be super smart. You know, know the plays back and forth. You know it before the person knows it. And so you're, they're like, that guy is undersized, but how did he get to that tackle? How did he make this? Because you know the game so well. Yeah. Or three is that you have a lot of heart and mean that you'll do whatever it takes to make the thing. If the play is running and some guy's escaping down the field, you're, you're, you're doing everything you can to chase him down and to get him down at the one-yard line. If you have one of those and you learn how to maximize them, then you can be great on, on your own team, right? You learn, you got two of them and you maximize them. You become a pro bowler and you start going around. You get all three, the majority of those people become Hall of, Hall of Famers. And so it's, it's learning to take whatever ability you have out of those three and then push it to the, to the max that you can push it. That, that's the advice I would give people. How many of those three does Chase Young have? Just who? That's Chase Young. How, does, how many does he from, have? From what I know, all three. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and then you know sometimes they're, they're like their coaches, coaching schemes. Yeah. I've seen I've seen players with great ability, great everything, and you get coaches that destroy them. And so uh, that's an unfortunate part, and nobody really points out the coaches. No. They, they look at the players. No. Yeah. But I've seen some coaches mess up guys. Definitely. So, and you know the lifestyle. You get in yeah. this lifestyle, yeah. and you go from where you know in college you may have been the man, but now in the pros. Yeah. You know, you're getting hit in a thousand different yeah. ways. Yeah. And, and you know, your lifestyle, you got to keep that in check, too. So hopefully, you know, you get good people around you. Yeah. And sp- speaking of Chase Young, so how did your move to the Redskins come in? Because you spent, <laughs> spent some time in Arizona, but then how what, – what made you want to come to D.C.? So, so my contract was up with the, with, the, with the Cardinals. I Originally, I wanted to stay with the Cardinals, but your contract is up, right? Yeah. And so you go out and you're like, well, I got to be sensible, shop the market, see yeah. what's out there. Uh, the Redskins called and they're like, you know, come down for a visit. And, I, and then they, they offered me a contract and said, here's what we want. I said, well, you know, I, I, I got to go back to talk to the Cardinals and, you know, see if they want to match it or what. They're like, if you leave, it's off the table. Really? So, so then, you get to, then you get to the position where you say, well, if I go back and the Cardinals say, well, I don't believe they offered that contract. And then now suddenly that contract's off the table and the Cardinals can lowball you. Or you got to make a decision and yeah. say, I'm going to go here and, and stick with it. And then you look at D.C. was a bigger market. It had all the stuff. And so coming to uh, D.C. was, I, I wouldn't say a no-brainer, but it worked out. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because of that, you got a lot more publicity. I think I played just as hard, if not harder, in Arizona, but you get more recognition. So I ended up going to the Pro Bowl, you know, those four times. And uh, yeah, there you go. And, and speaking of the skins with all the stuff going on now, was there any talk then of maybe why, why are we calling ourselves this? Do you, maybe this no. name's a little offensive? Never? You, you know what? It's, it's, a, it's, a whole, uh, it's a whole different environment now. Yeah. And people are, um, and, and, and rightfully so, I guess it's, it's you know, the reckoning yeah. of, of, of things in the past that, that were yeah. normal yeah. to everyone. Yeah. But now all of a sudden it's like we're shining a light on it and saying, oh, 
Yeah. You know what? Okay, I, I got it. That may yeah. be a that may be wrong. And so it's a it's a different world right now and we have to understand it. Yeah. But I, I you know, I I hadn't talked to anyone yet. A lot of people have asked me to talk about the Redskins thing, but I will say when I was with the Cardinals, I was number fifty six. I come to the Redskins, there was another guy who had number fifty six, and he's like, I'll sell it to you. And I'm like, I'm not gonna buy the jersey. <laughs> I'm like, I'll take number 57 and I'll make the name myself and I'll have everybody wants to wear the jersey. And I think that that could be the same thing to be yeah. said for a, a, a team, right? You may change the name, but it's what's inside, what the team is going to do with the name that makes a big difference. So, if, if, you, if, if they said, Ken, we want you to choose the name, what would be your, what would be your pick? <laughs> you know, I have, I've been trying to think of that. You know, there's, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, think, I think someone's thrown around the Washington Warriors and all that mm -hmm. stuff, but it, it's right now the team's not based in Washington anymore. So, I, you know, I don't even know what the name <laughs> of the team would be. I, you know, and, and you got to look at it from an owner's position. Yes. For him, I'm sure he's looking at it saying, if I change it, there's going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to lose a lot in, in merchandising. And I'm gonna lose I think, a lot I think there's more merchandising because I think everybody would be buying new stuff. I was going to say this. So there could be right now, this yeah. is an opportunity, but with the whole COVID, you don't yeah, know, but, but you got a new coach, you got a new, you got all these beast up players on the team. This could be a prime opportunity. Like we talked about with opportunity in the yeah. midst of things it could be a prime opportunity to, to have growth by saying, I'm going to change this because, you know, and it just depends on how you spend it, but this could be a great opportunity to, to change it and, and actually make a profit off of it. Yeah. Yeah, I heard Red Tails is getting a lot of steam. I kind of like that a, a lot. Um, Washington watch, watch Red Tails? I kinda, yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like uh, the Monuments? I kind of like the – that'd be interesting. That was, that was my pick. You I, know I was, what? That would actually be – that would definitely be interesting. Yeah. Uh, actually, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking as we're talking, yeah. but yeah, that would actually be cool. Yeah. It could represent all the monuments. Yeah. And it could be a great – yeah. It could be a great pull for the team as far as marketing. Insane, awesome jerseys. It'd be wild. Yeah. No, yeah. It's just wild. And then I was thinking, like, you could do the Beltway, but that would be horrible. Um, the Washington Beltway would not be a good name for a football team. Um, yeah. yeah and, no, then, right. and then, so speaking of D.C., so how did you – do you think that your you – four straight Pro Bowls, do you think it was just the more eyes on you that people are like, oh, this this dude's got it rather than you're in Arizona? Or how did you put no, it all together? No. no. Uh, so So when I got here – uh, there's two things. One, like there were great players in, 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 in uh, Arizona, but when I got here, there was an offensive lineman, Jim Lachey. Uh, I would go against him all the time. He would beat me up, throw me to the ground, and then he would tell me why, why he was able to do it, how he was doing it. So you learn a lot from guys. Uh, you go against the best, you become better. Yeah. Then there were guys like Monty Coleman who would, you know, inspire me, a guy named Tim Johnson who would like, you know, I'd come off the field and be like, Ken, you're doing great, but you need to do this. And maybe you should look at that. And they would try to work with me. And so there was a lot of mentorship. And that's what really, I think, helped me get to the first Pro Bowl. And then once people kind of recognize you, then if your play is consistent, then you can start making other Pro Bowls. Oh, cool. And, and then when did you realize, like, okay, like I'm kind of like football is behind me? Because you come on four straight Pro Bowls and then you kind of hung it up. What, because I, I couldn't walk to my mailbox. <laughs> That's a good reason. That's yeah, a good reason. You know, my, my leg was pretty messed up. And uh, I had I had at the time always believed in my head that, uh, you know, if I can't go 100%, then it's time to let it go. Yeah. 
looking back, I'd be like, you know, I could live through another year. <laughs> another year of the contracts, right? But, but, uh, but at that time, I was kind of like, you know, if I can't go 100%, then it's time to let it go. And I couldn't, um, you know, we couldn't really identify what exactly was wrong with my knee. Oh, interesting. So, um, you know, I, I thought it was just time to let it go. Yeah. And then, so what was it like being uh, inducted into the, the Ring of Honor? You know, it was, it was, it was, it was cool because um, you look at it as this kid, this dropout. And you look at it and you say, God, I, I'm here. I'm doing this Ring of Fame. And I got my kids with me and I got my wife with me. And I'm saying that they consider me one of their great players. You can yeah. never take that away. Out of all these names that people are looking at and saying, oh, I, I, you know, I love this guy and I love that guy and I love that guy. And then to know your name is up there as part of it. Yeah, you know, how cool awesome. is that, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's very cool. So it's, it's a milestone. It's a good thing. You know, Hall of Fame would be great. Uh, on my other side, you know, yeah. my goal is to win an Oscar and, oh, cool. uh, and, and to, you know, write a place plays and do different things like that so more on the creative side but yeah. uh on the football side it's, it's pretty cool being good known locally yeah and then speaking of oscar and the creative side so since your football was no longer really taking a time commitment <laughs> were you able to just maximize your time and just kind of just divulge into that no you know it, it's i mean for, unfortunately fortunately unfortunately probably more so um like like a lot of players once you stop you don't know you know you've been to this is your mountaintop this yeah. if you don't have a plan beyond that you're kind of like huh and for me, it was actually kind of weird. It was that because I had dropped out of high school, in my mind, I said, I would never quit again. When I got hurt, when my season was over with, it felt like I quit. Mm. And so I was actually kind of almost in hiding, you know, depression afterwards for several years. And so I didn't know what to do, didn't, didn't step out to do anything, and was just kind of really down. I would dabble in a little bit of here, dabble in a little bit of there. And so it just took a, a few years ago to really, I and mean, this is 20 years, but a few years ago to kind of really start finding what I've been doing all along, which was writing, yeah. to go back to it. So, you know, quick story short, the, uh, with the book, the kid's book with Terry Crews, um, the book was called Come Find Me. And so I was reading the Bible and there's a verse in Exodus 4-2, God was talking to Moses and he said, what's in your hands? And, and, and then Moses said the staff. And for me, when I was reading it, it felt like God was saying to me, what's in your hands and i was like you know i got this story that's been sitting on my computer cool. for 21 years wow then you know let me let me call up terry and and tell him i'm just going to do something because it'll be good to give away to kids yeah. he's like i love it let's do this thing i'll pay for everything you know let's make this a great book and and lo and behold we were able to get the book out we have augmented reality that's associated with the book so if you put your camera over the over the pictures, it comes alive on your phone. Oh, cool! That's awesome. Um, and so you know that was kind of the first step of saying, use the gifts that you have. You know. Yeah. Uh, and so I have a podcast now called What's in that's Your awesome. Hands. That's awesome. And that's kind of my 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 thing right now is to say, what gifts do we have, and how can we use them? And then speaking of your friendship with Terry, so he he was on the <laughs> Is that how you guys met, or did you guys know each other before that? Yeah, that, that's how we met. Was 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 playing football. He was a linebacker. He was backing me up actually. And so uh, you know, it's good dude. Like what you yeah. see on TV, what you what the characters and the roles that he plays. That's who he is. He's a really nice guy. And so we just kind of we hit it off. We were both awesome. kind of on the creative side, but you know, as whereas his career in football was kind of here. Yeah, uh, his entertainment's way up here. Yeah. My career of football now is over with, and I'm like here, and I'm saying, "Hey, dude, you know? 
I'll, I'll do a small role with yeah. you. Uh, yeah. And he's always been willing to help in every way. Awesome. But I think this is a journey, as we remain friends, yeah, it's a journey cool. that, you know, we each take on our own. What's, the, what's, what's your favorite role he's ever done? Well, you know what? It's like me and my wife were talking the other day, you know, the, the song White Chicks. Uh, when yeah, was I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Making my way downtown. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't picture anybody else doing no. that role, no. right? And there's so many things that he's done that, that it fits just him. You know, I, for every, everybody hates Chris. You know, you needed. I forgot, a, he, was in, I forgot he was yeah, in that. Right. And you needed dad roles. Yeah. You know, for, for the next generation, people need to see a dad role. Oh, it was another show called Are We There Yet? He did yeah. that. And he's, he's done um, Expendables. And, you know, some of these things you look at and you say, wow, this is, this is cool. Yeah. But his story is pretty amazing in his journey also. So, uh, you know, we all, we all got a story. Everyone has a story. You have a story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how you got to doing this. And so yeah. it's kind of cool. Does he ever call you after Brooklyn Brooklyn Nine Nine to say, "Hey, did you watch? Did you see the episode tonight?" Or no, but but I know when it first started, he had three script offers. One was Brooklyn Nine Nine, and and there were two other shows. Really, and know. he was kind of trying to decide, you know, which one should I pick? Which one should I pick? Yeah, and he ended up picking Brooklyn Nine Nine, oh, and cool. it's been a massive success. So you know, it, it just goes to show you don't know. Oh. Uh, he doesn't call him brag about stuff. We you, we usually when we when we talk to each other. We just joke around yeah. uh, for the most part because it's kind of like, for, at least for me, I think it's released for him. He doesn't yeah. have to worry about somebody wanting something or no. trying to get something from yeah. him. We just boys and yeah, that's awesome. try to have some fun. Do you guys watch America's Got Talent every Tuesday too? Just see, right, what's he going to do? I've, he gonna... I've seen him enough. I've seen him. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll glance, you know, I'll look at it some. Yeah. And, 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 you know, he does a great, it's a perfect fit for him. It's amazing. I mean, yeah. His personality. Yeah. Um, it's a perfect fit for him. And he, you know, they treat him well. He treats them well. So I'm happy for him. I think it's good. But, you know, it's, it's like when you see your boy, you're like, ah, you know, this is great. But <laughs> see, I've seen you before. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let, me see what, let me see what's on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm a flipper anyhow. So I've got to go through all the time. And, and then for, for, for the skins this year, assuming there's a season, fingers crossed there's a right, season. right. How do you like the fit of Ron Rivera? How do you like some of the added parts? What do you what do you what do you want to see in twenty twenty? Well, I mean, that's kind of you know as we were talking, this is the perfect year for Snyder because he has a coach that that I think in a, in the past the coaches were kind of behoven to, yeah. to Snyder, right? Yeah. You got Noah Turner who's like, this is my first. You give him my yeah. first chance to be a coach. You yeah. get you know some other coaches. This is my first chance or this is my redo chance. Yeah. And so everybody's kind of behoven to him. You got a guy now who's like. Look, either you want me or you don't, yeah. but I'm here to win. And if I win or if we do this thing, you're going to do it my way. Yeah. You know, and there's going to be no in-betweens. There's going to be no favoritism. This is my way. So, you know, when he first got here, he cleaned out some of the stuff, you know, the yeah. ping pong tables and all that. Like, let's make this a real football team. And I think the discipline, the team was lacking discipline. Yeah. And now they've built up a really good defense. I think a dominant defense that could be a dominant defense. Yeah. And so, you know, with dominant defense, your offense could be so-so and you can win games. Yeah. So they have the talent. I think football is 90% mental. You know, who wants it the most? Who yeah. knows their plays? Who can execute? Uh, everybody has great athletes on their team. But I think now the attitude is coming as part of the team. And that should be exciting. And speaking of attitude, what, what do you like the acquisition of Thomas Davis? I feel like he's perfect for this locker room. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think it's great. It's, you know, so it, it, it's completing the picture, and that's yeah. why you get excited about this. You know, you get excited about this year. You hope there is a year. 
Yeah. Because this is the year yeah. that could really uh, change the, the the Washington team, which yeah. I you know, call it. This could change. We don't know what's going to be yet. So. The outcome, and, <laughs> and, and and you know, good teams go up, good teams go down. There was a yep. time when when New England was like the laughing stock, right? And yeah. so you know, now all of a sudden they're they're all a little work. bit different now. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, no. And I got one last question for you. So, what's been the most enjoyable thing you've done over this pandemic? Everybody's talking about how it's been a very down time, it's very depressing time. But I feel like some people maybe they find something themselves, something that they've never really had interest in. And they're like, "Oh, they're doing that. I'm gonna keep doing that." What's something for you that you really found an interest in that you really enjoyed? Well, you know, it's it's. I mean, one, it's it's actually been cool. Like you hear about couples, you know, and, and at home with their spouses and they're hating each other. But <laughs> me and my wife, we've actually we've done really well. We've oh, gotten cool. together. Uh, but a cool thing is. Um, you know, one of the movies that I wrote, um, it, it, I wrote it, it's, it's about a sports game in space. Uh, uh-huh. and, and, and so I've been looking at it as just a movie. Yeah. But now in my mind, I'm believing it could, be a, it could be a whole new sports game, like a video game, but people can play it as their avatar. And this is, you know, like as we talk about opportunities, yeah. Yeah. this may be a great opportunity to start a whole new sports league. Yeah. And so I'm kind of excited to see where they'll take me. Um, but that's yeah, my creative mind. You finally found the location of the next Skin Stadium before everybody else. It's it's not yeah. it's not yeah. in Loudoun. Right. It's not in Landover. It's on it's on Mars. <laughs> no. you know what? It's it's it's. I mean, it seems it seems silly, right? But but we're just like they're testing things now and they're starting oh, yeah. to go to space. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like the first oh, people when they first got in the first ships coming yeah. to America or yeah. coming wherever. It's exploratory, but then once you get there, there's that, what are we going to do with yeah. the time we have? Other than working, we need something to entertain ourselves. And so yeah. create, a, create a game. Yeah, I was asking my father a couple weeks ago, I was saying, like, if I would have told you 30 years ago, you'd be able to do FaceTime on a right. mobile phone and talk to somebody else and see them, he'd say, I think you're crazy. So not, that, not, nothing's really crazy, Mark. You never know what's going to happen. So I grew up watching Star Trek. So I was, a, you know, I was a small guy. Yeah. Well, Original is, Star Trek. Yeah. Well, well, this has been awesome. So for people that want to find your books, how can they find them? And also how can they find your podcast and you on social media? So the podcast is What's in Your Hands. Uh, and you, it's on Spotify. Oh, cool. I'll put a link Apple. in here for you. Um, and then um, for the book, it's comefindmebook.com. Uh, and then you'll see Terry Crews and see that. So that's the book. Uh, I have some other ones coming out. There's one we did called Life in the Fridge. Oh, cool. When Chocolate and Milk Moved In. Talk about racism. Yeah, that's awesome. Like that. Uh, I'm doing one for a, uh, a credit unit. Uh, oh, cool. Like a bank. And so uh, about finance, because I think there's, there's, a, there's an area of uh, finance that we aren't taught necessarily. No. Uh, I know growing up, I wasn't taught it. You didn't see your parents doing it. You didn't learn it. And if you don't learn it, all of a sudden, you become, even if you become this big football player, yeah. if you haven't developed those habits or no. skill sets, no. you know, as much as you make, you find yeah. a way to lose, right? And so uh, you know, if I can plant some seeds early on, then it'd be great. Yeah, they didn't teach us anything about financing. Or you don't teach college. it, right? It's, no. They, they, yeah. teach you, they teach you trigonometry, which is very helpful in life, but not, right, not about right. things you're going to need when you're 18. So. But, but, you know, the whole finance thing, you don't think about it, but then all of a sudden, once you, once you get out, yeah. your whole life is based on learning to you yeah. know, save, to spend, to do yeah. whatever. Unless you have a job that's going to constantly keep generating income for you. It's yeah. tough. A lot of yeah. people are yeah. having to reinvent themselves now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very concerned about what happens with um, when the CARES Act runs out at the end of the month. 
and when people are getting evicted and that's that, that more term is ending and when the extended unemployment not, not just because there's a date set doesn't mean people can go back to work so yeah. i'm very interested to see what that is but then speaking of that yeah like like, do we, like it's like a kid in school do we do what we need to learn about taxes and filling out w2s no 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 cosign remember cosign we got to remember cosign so right. it's it's, right. it's it's wild but this has been a ton of fun thank you so much again for chatting no with thank me. you You're absolutely great job. appreciate it appreciate it thank you so much and uh, i'll definitely definitely stay in touch and I'll, I'll redirect everybody to your books and your website and your podcast and um, i'm glad that it's awesome this has been a ton of fun appreciate it thank you for having me you're doing a great job keep it up man